Good morning, everybody. We are going to wind up the uh, retreat. Uh, you have been uh, observing eight precepts from the day you started the retreat. Today, you are uh, leaving, going home. So now I uh, like you to observe the five precepts and uh, end the eight precept observance. So you may start, uh, I think if you have the handout with you. They don't have the five precepts. No. Then. Okay. Then uh, I administer you Repeat after me. Please read that response. Okasa Ahambante Tisaranena Sadding Panchasilang Dhammang Yachami Anugahang katwa silang deta me bhante dutiyampi okasa aham bhante tisaradena sadhing panchasilang dhammang yachami Anugahang katva silang deta me bhante tatiyampi okasa aham bhante tisaranena sadhing pancha silang dhammang yachami Anugahang katva silang deta me bhante. You don't have to repeat this. Yamahang vadami tang vadeta seyama bhante. Namutas bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhas. Three times. Buddhang Saranang Gachami Dhammang Saranang Gachami Sanghang saranang gachami Dutiyampi buddhang saranang gachami 
ದ್ವಿತೀಯಿ ಧಮ್ಮಿ ದ್ವಿತೀಯಿ ಸಂಗಿ ತಥಿಯಿ ಬುಧಿ ತಥಿಯಿ ಧಮ್ಮಿ ತಥಿಯಿ ಸಂಗಿ ತಿಸರಗಮನ ಸಂಪೂರ್ಣ ಆಮ ಪಾತಿಪಾತ ವೀರಮಣಿ ಸಿಕ್ಕಾಪದ ಸಮಿನ್ನಾದೀರಮಣಿ ಸಿಕ್ಕಾಪದ ಸಮೇಶು ಮಿಥ್ಯಾಚಾರ ವೀರಮಣಿ ಸಿಕ್ಕಾಪದ ಸಮಸಾವಾದ ವೀರಮಣಿ ಸಿಕ್ಕಾಪದ ಸಮಿ ಸುರಾಮೇರಯ ಮಜ್ಜಪಮೀರಮಣಿ ಸಿಕ್ಕಾಪದ ಸಮಿ ತಿಸರಣೇನ ಸಾಧ್ಯ ಪಂಚಶೀಲ ಧಮ್ಮ ಸಮಾಧಯಿತ್ವಾಧುಕುರಕ್ಷಿತ ಅಪಮಾದೇನ ಸಂಪಾದೇತಂತೆ ಶೀಲೇನ ಸುಗತಿ ಶೀಲೇನ ಭೋಗಸಂಪದ ಶೀಲೇನ ನಿಭುತಿ ತಸ್ಮಾಶೀಲ ವಿಶೋದೇ now you have uh, i believe very successful retreat on the main teachings of the buddha as i mentioned at the opening uh, remarks uh, after teaching 45 years he summed up his teaching as that he taught only suffering and end of suffering other two are implied first one is to be comprehended ಮ 
because of not comprehending the first truth we continue to suffer in order to comprehend it fully well we have to focus our mind on ourselves not in a negative way but in a sort of realistic way not trying to pretend or hide or run away from what we really experience suffering is experiential it is universal no one is exempt from it <laughs> no one other things people can avoid ignore and uh, don't pay attention to but this one no way <laughs> nobody can escape even as i mentioned the other day since whatever we don't like we have to either use euphemistic term uh, so and so transmitted from this life to next they don't like to say died <laughs> because it is very very negative pessimistic unpleasant term similarly uh psychologist philosophers sociologist and even religious people like very much to cover up using many many different beautiful terms no matter how many how beautiful how sweet how palatable the word is the truth you cannot hide you cannot hide it something nagging only something is missing something missing no matter what we have something missing that kind of nagging i don't know what kind of terms you can coin to uh, make it uh, understood fully completely i mean to encompass all the meaning and nuance of this very particular experience you may use you may see in the dictionary uh, in daily usage so many different 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 words people have coined no word can explain it no word can explain it it has to be comprehended by personally each and every individual pachatam vedita bhovinyohi 
each and every wise individual personally must comprehend it we know he the wise persons unwise people you cannot make them understand we have to be wise to understand this truth to be wise to understand this we have to be 100% honest and sincere <laughs> we are not trying to cheat anybody <laughs> we cannot cheat it if when you go to your room close the door turn light off go to bed still it is there even in the pitch dark <laughs> even it is there open your eyes it is still there go to parties meet people have music concerts is still there <laughs> wherever you go there it is and this undeniable truth we have to understand therefore it is called comprehensible parinyaya in pali parinyaya we must understand it fully well completely second is as you all have heard from this uh, wonderful talks these monks gave last few days second truth is the truth of the cause of this even the cause of this <coughs> is uh, is so pervasive that nothing is precluded from this cause the word we use uh, desire craving clinging uh, wanting and so many words we use that is the basic root of our suffering people ask uh, this of course the question comes from not understanding how about uh, loving my so and so becoming attached to so and so uh, my husband my wife my parents my children my uh, property my bank account my car my job and this and that you can give a whole list of things and ask me how can i not have this how can i not love this of course you can love this at the same time you must be prepared to accept the consequence <laughs> i cannot tell you you love this and don't love this you have to accept the whole package <laughs> not part of it desire buddha said no matter how tiny little if we have a little desire to that extent we have suffering if we have a great desire to that extent we have suffering 
it is very proportionate proportional 2% of this is 2% of that <laughs> 100% of this is 100% of that 50% of this it is the ratio is always the same <laughs> balance so i always say <laughs> you buy one get one free <laughs> so you love something very very dearly and what comes along with that you buy a very very expensive car and you love it you buy very expensive insurance <laughs> because the car is very expensive <laughs> next day you park it in front of a expensive shopping mall <laughs> after shopping you come back somebody has scratched the car scratch it then you get very angry don't you i just bought this car i spent so much money and you know even though i have insurance but still somebody then you may curse the person for see that you never expected you did not buy that but <laughs> it came free <laughs> and then made you upset which never you, you never expected that but it is there you love somebody you love your children whatever along with that you always have some nagging nagging <laughs> problems so that is the second truth nobody created that nobody invented it we invented by ourselves each and every person this comes very naturally <clears throat> therefore i say desire the buddha said of course i am repeating it in my very uh, simplistic naive way i cannot express it as uh, <clears throat> effectively as the buddha did but <clears throat> i say desire has two aspects wholesome desire and unwholesome desire unwholesome desire is desire to perpetuate desire multiply desire wholesome desire is desire to be desireless 
Desire to be desireless is a wholesome desire. It is desire. <coughs> so that leads to the third truth. What is the third truth? Is the end of desire. As we keep going through this scenario between between our suffering and the cause of suffering, the desire, then there will arise another desire to get rid of this. That is what Siddhartha Gautama did. He saw this, he saw his own suffering, he saw the suffering of other living beings, including his very dear parents who tried to imprison him, put him in a jail all the time, binding him to the family, to the, the uh, palatial comfort, and he wants to get rid of it. <clears throat> it is just like, it's a very beautiful, you all know this, Suppose you have children, you want to keep them on your lap, kiss them, hug them, cuddle them, stay with them, hold on to them. But as they grow, slowly, slowly they want to get away from you. You pick up the child, the time the child starts maybe crawling, you pick up, then child struggles to get out and crawl. When the child wants to walk, you take close to you and hold on to, keep on your lap, child struggle and try to walk. Child is trying to get away from you, you want to get, bring close to you. This is a real thing. <laughs> so, Siddhartha wanted to get out of his trap and parents want to keep him in. This is the this is a very real truth in everybody's life. What we want to keep very close to us, that very thing is leaving us. <coughs> so therefore have it without too much clinging, craving, attached to it. A person, situations, property, whatever we have, that we have to use with understanding. Understanding that this thing is not permanent. This thing is not permanent. This relationship, this property, this experience, this health, this appearance, this strength is not permanent. And we see that every single day. We see that. Seeing this very truth we must develop our insight, understanding. So, 
not that we should not have anything uh, we have to have basic necessary things at the same time we must understand that all these are not permanent they are not one thing but everything in the whole universe everything is impermanent that uh, little bit of understanding lead to the fourth truth fourth truth is the truth to develop first truth is to be understood second is to abandon third is realization we can see it is a very beautiful things of course i like you to do experiments suppose you like certain food very very much and you know at the same time when you eat that food it may be harmful to your body harmful to your health you know that <clears throat> but it is very difficult for you to not to have it for instance very tasty greasy oily fatty uh, food we are very tasty that is why most people go to junk food they like to eat junk food <coughs> because they are uh, the 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 promoters uh, of junk food put all kind of uh, poisonous things chemicals into it to make it very very tasty you keep eating <coughs> but if you realize one day well this is harmful i restrain myself i restrain my taste my tongue my desire and uh, either minimize eating of that junk food unhealthy food or slowly slowly learn to replace it with something else more healthy so we can do that <clears throat> so when we have a clear comprehension we see the the danger of desire and then we see when we remove it the absence of that desire makes us healthy in this case junk food uh just recently uh i heard somebody who was uh, uh 500 pounds and wants to when you are 500 pounds 
you don't feel comfortable that is because of your eating habit so you learn wisely to make yourself comfortable you learn when you reduce the desire slowly 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 you change your eating habit and then your uh, weight will reduce you feel comfortable <clears throat> so you can see is when you learn to let go of our desire that is another desire letting go of desire is another desire wholesome desire <clears throat> you come back to your normal health <clears throat> so when we have uh, this is of course very simple mundane ordinary example but <clears throat> when we cultivate this attitude then one day we would be able to live very with very very basic minimum things without having too much too much with greed and so on <clears throat> we keep collecting all kind of things because of greed and then we have to protect it and so forth and so on and then get into more and more suffering now when you come when we completely ends desire then we have total freedom from suffering and i like to <coughs> mention one very my very fa- favorite uh, uh, stanza in uh, i think sutanipata uh కింకైరా ఉదపానేన ఆపాచే సప్పదాశివం తన్నాయ మూలతో చెత్వ కిస్ పర్యేసనం చరే మీనింగ్ వాట్ ఈస్ ద యూస్ ఆఫ్ అ వెల్ ఇఫ్ వాటర్ ఈస్ ఆల్వేస్ అవైలబుల్ ఇఫ్ వాటర్ ఈస్ ఆల్వేస్ అవైలబుల్ వాట్ ఈస్ ద యూస్ ఆఫ్ అ వెల్ similarly <clears throat> when desire is completely eliminated what are we searching for this is a very profound very beautiful statement anyway that is to be realized that is mean end of suffering or nibbana is to be realized where is that where to realize the nibbana <coughs> where there is craving where there is desire there is nibbana how come we must ask where is the desire desire is in us in our mind in our heart in ourselves so the moment we completely eliminated this desire nibbana is there we don't have to go anywhere by taking very very fast airplane or rocket 
we don't go anywhere for nibbana it is in us only when the necessary and sufficient conditions are there we are in nibbana so still we will continue to live our life until the our life span is over then the last truth is called the truth of a uh, truth to be developed first is to real understand uh, to to be comprehended second is to be abandoned third is to realize fourth is to develop in the development as you all know you have heard it already eight steps number one is understanding i said we suffer more as we do not understand is it therefore first one is to be comprehended in order to comprehend there must be a way that the first step of the way also is understanding understanding suffering its cause its end its way leading to the end all these four truth to be understood not understanding these four truths is what is called ignorance ignorance <clears throat> when somebody asks us what is ignorance ignorance is not understanding the four noble truths so long as we do not understand the four noble truth our misunderstanding our suffering keeps multiplying misunderstanding leads to misunderstanding ignorance leads to ignorance ignorance never leads to wisdom so in order to liberate ourselves the first thing we have to do is to develop our understanding what is to be understood <coughs> the same for noble truth that everything is impermanent everything is unsatisfactory everything has does not have anything doesn't have a, a permanent entity in it they all are changing and so on uh, right understanding is absolutely necessary to continue the entire practice right understanding when we understand correctly what do we do with we think correctly we think correctly and we speak correctly and we act correctly if we if we have misunderstanding we think incorrectly we speak incorrectly and act wrongly so all our problems can increase when we do not have understanding so 
Number one, therefore, is understanding. When we understand the Four Noble Truths, we always take uh, care of ourselves not to inflict pain on us, not to inflict suffering on us. Every word we uh, utter, unpleasant word, can inflict pain in ourselves. Every pleasant word we speak, we bring pleasant feeling to ourselves, as well as to the person we speak to. Every unpleasant, unwholesome thought makes us uncomfortable. One unwholesome thought can multiply and have more unpleasant, painful thought. So, understanding always makes or leads us slowly, gradually towards right speech. And therefore, we, we, we talk about uh, we should not uh, gossip. We should not gossip. <clears throat> gossip starts in the mind as a thought. We should not lie. The lie is a speech, but it starts in the mind as a thought. We should not speak harsh words. Harsh word is speech, but it starts in the mind as a thought. Like that everything we utter and everything we do originates in the mind. And therefore, right understanding is absolutely necessary. It leads to everything that follows. And this right understanding uh, is understanding that every intentional action has result. If it is, if our intentional action is influenced by our greed, hatred, and delusion, then the result is unpleasant. If intentional action is free from greed, hatred, and delusion, then the result is very pleasant. Very simple logic. When you, whenever you have a thought of uh, saying something hurting, that very thought creates unpleasant sensation, unpleasant feeling in yourself. Whenever you think of speaking to somebody with very friendly, compassionate, kind way, at that very moment you experience very pleasant, peaceful feeling. 
as soon as we generate the thought in the mind, that instant its result we experience. So, as soon as the thought arises in the mind, we must understand that this thought, we, you don't have to even tell anybody. You don't have to even think. You experience its result right away. When you express it, then you experience your painful or pleasant feeling, whatever, will be double. Once you think very unpleasant thought, that moment you suffer, and when you utter it in words, you suffer more because you cannot take it back. The person who heard the word is already hurt, and then you feel guilty later on, then you have also suffering. So, everything originates in our mind. All kind of fear, all kind of tension, anxiety, worry and all this, we generate in our mind. Why? Because not, we don't understand. Through not understanding, we generate these thoughts in our mind and we continue to suffer. And therefore, Buddhas, the very wonderful advice is, try to clean your mind. Don't ask anybody. Don't tell people, say, they don't love me, they don't help me, this, I am helpless, this and that. We don't have to beg the world to help us. The mechanism is in us. We have to be wise. Pachyattang Vedatabho Vinyuhi The wise individual must under, must understand by himself or herself. So we have to be wise. So, in order to become wise, to have deep understanding, Buddha also have introduced a wonderful mechanism, technique. That is called bhav meditation. That's called meditation. This entire Noble Eightfold Path is to be practiced as meditation. It's called bhavetab. Eight, eight Noble Eightfold Path is not a list or academic list or something to write, something to discuss, but something to put into practice. That is the practice. So, this is a very wonderful unit. Uh, unit. Here is the problem, here is the cause, here is the end, and here is the remedy. The remedy is the practice of the Noble Eightfold Path. Now, Buddha guaranteed if we practice this, honestly, sincerely, exactly as it is prescribed, just like a sick person follow 
the physician's advice and continue to take the medicine as he prescribed according to his diagnosis if the patient takes the medicine at appropriate time uh, the, the prescribed dosage continuously the patient will be cured similarly buddha said if you practice this four noble noble eightfold path exactly as it is given buddha said i guarantee that you liberate yourself from suffering here is the method here is the practice we have to put them into use into practice so <clears throat> in this uh, a short retreat uh, you learn the all the necessary basic things to put into practice we practice mindfulness and we practice concentration as the last two aspect of the noble eightfold path and we are practicing only these two things as meditation but when we open the whole package you can see there are eight steps to follow we cannot pick one part and say this is all meditation but we have to take the whole package and practice all of them in order to complete our practice of meditation so friends with this i like to uh, sum up the whole retreat and uh, wind it up and i like to thank all these monks who led the retreat i did not uh, give any dhamma talks uh, except having interviews and these monks uh, uh, bante uh, dhamratna bante uh, panyaratna bante jayasara bante uh, mangala uh, they are the ones who led the retreat and uh, i hope you all have uh, benefited from this retreat and also i must thank uh, our cook uh, who prepared very delicious food and uh, iraj the assistant cook very see he also helped and those who uh, helped the kitchen during this retreat we also must thank them and uh, i was i must uh, 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 express my uh, delight that you all came and uh, continue your practice and i hope uh, you yourself will see i don't have to uh, say too much to emphasize the meaning of this Uh, practice 
as you already know, that is why you came here. I wish you all very great success in your practice and attain at least the first level of enlightenment called stream entry. That is where you have everything in future guaranteed. So with these notes, I like to conclude the retreat and thank you everybody and have a nice day. <clears throat>